Hi everyone, it's me, Sandy Cruz of Sandy K Nutrition, health and lifestyle queen. For years now, I've been bringing to you conversations about wellness from experts from all over the world, whether it be suggestions in how you can age better, biohacking, alternative wellness, these are conversations to help you live your best life. I want to live a long, healthy, and vibrant life. Never mind all those stigmas that as we reach midlife and beyond, we're just going to shrivel up and die with some horrible disease. Always remember, balanced living works. I really look forward to this season. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sandy K Nutrition, Health and Lifestyle Queen. Today with me, I'm going to have a unique topic. I haven't seen a lot of podcasts on this topic. We're going to talk all about phospholipids. A lot of you listening are going to go, huh? What are phospholipids? Well, I invited Jess Berman of Body Bio to talk to us all about the importance of phospholipids. And we get into a lot more other really interesting stuff, something that actually will help to optimize your wellness. I do have a discount code, Sandy K. We'll get you a discount if you go to bodybio.com. Well, people, I have an announcement. My essential thyroid guide is done. By the time this podcast releases, it might be available on Amazon. I am self-publishing this guide. It is not my book. I am still working on my book and I will get a publisher for that. But for this, I wanted to get it out as soon as possible. It is going to be an eight and a half by 11, simple to read, 27 page essential thyroid guide for those of you who just want to understand how you can optimize thyroid function without having to read a 200 page book, which is what mostly is out there. And I get it. You know how many people have said to me, Sandy, why, why do you go into such detail on health stuff? Just give me the Coles notes. Well, this is the Coles notes. And it's really going to help you just get started on how you can be an advocate for yourself if you have thyroid issues already, or if you want to be preventative, something which I would have loved to have learned way back when, when I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer at age 41. So now I'm going through menopause living without one having learned so much. Plus, I've also taken certifications in endocrinology and hormones. So I know a lot about the thyroid. That's why they call me the thyroid queen. So this easy to understand guide will be on Amazon. Even maybe by the time you listen to this podcast, it might be there. You can search it up. It's called The Essential Thyroid Guide by Sandy Cruz yours truly. I will also have video accompaniment 
coming soon. That will be available on my website. And I will offer a discount to those who buy the guide on Amazon and then also want to dig a little deeper by seeing all of the videos that will go with it on my website. So check it out. I am going to ask you to follow me on all of my socials, Sandy K Nutrition, wherever you do social media. I have started posting all of my full interviews, raw and real on Rumble, raw, real, Rumble, RRR. Um, I've had a few issues with YouTube and some censorship and them just not showing some videos. The, the interviews are still there, but you can find everything uncut on Rumble. And I am on every, like every other social media platform. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, threads, um, you name it, Sandy K Nutrition everywhere. I am going to ask you one favor. Okay. Two favors. One is be sure that you, if you find my podcast helpful, that you rate and review it. The best way to do this is to go on Apple, just type in Sandy K Nutrition. It'll come up. You're going to tap just tap on that, scroll down till you see, write a review, write a review uh, with a few kind words. Those words really, really help me to be found, help me to get great guests like Jess Berman this week. And it's just very, very helpful for my show. The other thing I'm going to do is ask you to share this episode with one friend who you know might benefit. Thanks so much, guys. I really appreciate you who come and listen every single week. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. Always, I'm happy for you to drop me a line, sandy at sandyknutrition.ca. And now let's cut on through to this amazing episode with Jess Berman of Body Bio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sandy K Nutrition, Health and Lifestyle Queen. Today with me, I have a special guest. Her name is Jess Berman, and she's the CMO of Body Bio, the company that is building upon her grandfather's mission to bring cell membrane medicine to the masses. Jess also spearheads Body Bio's research team and works with the National Institutes of Health and develops ongoing clinical studies. Jess has also been instrumental in securing partnerships with leading medical doctors and functional medicine specialists, including Dr. Terry Walls, Dr. Christine Gedrick, and Dr. Will Cole, all of whom have endorsed Body Bio, recommending its line of products to their patient network. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that I think is really not discussed that much. I don't think a lot of people understand or know what phospholipids and how important cell membrane integrity is and what this actually means to overall health. So I'm really excited to explore this topic with Jess. And with that, welcome. Thank you so much for coming, Jess. Thank you very much for having me. Now, you have a unique background. Maybe, yeah. I'm not a, I'll start this off by saying I'm not a doctor. I'm not a practitioner. 
Um, I have a very unique background because I have grown up in the world of health and wellness since I was a little kid. So my grandfather really instilled in us this, this biohacker mentality from the age that we were small children. And when we were young, that was going and seeking out regenerative foods. That was getting foods from the Amish. That was looking for organic, avoiding, um, you know, different chemicals. I've never lived in a home that used chemical cleaners or, um, you know, I've always been aware of these things. And it was really because of the information that, that he was able to pass down to us, even when we, when we were little kids. Oh, I love that because I do believe that we learn through experience and exposure. Like my parents were farmers back in Croatia. And, you know, I always refer to that. I'm like, they did things. You want to talk old school? They were old school. They did things the old way. And I feel like, you know, when we're younger, we don't really care so much. And then now as we're getting older and we maybe have our own children, we're like, oh, yeah, now I get it, right? Yeah, it's true. I feel really fortunate that that I was able to to be in that environment and to learn so much, Absolutely. so much from them. Absolutely. So let's get right into it. Let's get right into what the cell membrane is. It's estimated that one in three Americans have what's called metabolic syndrome. Metabolic syndrome is a cluster of symptoms that together raise your risk of coronary heart disease, stroke, diabetes, and other diseases that we certainly don't want. The good news is if you pay attention to these symptoms, they do not have to result in these diseases and you can be preventative and proactive with your health. Some of these symptoms might be high blood pressure, high blood sugar levels, high blood triglycerides, a lower HDL, and a poor waist-to-hip ratio. In October 2022, I actually reached an HbA1c of 6.1. In technical terms, if you look at these ranges, this is a pre-diabetic state. Now, as I'm recording this in January, the last time I checked, my HbA1c is down to 5.5. I never did get the diagnosis of type 2 diabetes. Medications are not necessarily needed, and I did not require medications. And here is where Sigrid's glucose stabilizer comes into play. Sigrid's glucose stabilizer uses Cypore technology, a natural silica-based solution that is 100% natural and backed by 10 years of clinical research. This all-natural supplement is specifically designed to help lower blood sugar levels, curb after-meal bloating, keep you feeling fuller for longer, and yes, aid in weight loss too. So, you might ask, how did I go from a 6.1 HbA1c to a 5.5? Well, number one is actually paying attention to what you put in your body. And then 
Of course, sometimes you need a little bit of help, and this is where Sigrid can come into play. Now, I'm personally using Sigrid to just level up even more, and I have my own personal goal that I am going to achieve using Sigrid Glucose Stabilizer. Go to SigridStabilizer.com and use my code Sandy Cruz for a great discount. The link will also be in the show notes. The cell membrane is fascinating. And I think, you know, for a while there, we would talk about cellular health. And so many people would say to me, I'm talking like five, six years ago, I would talk about cellular health and they would say, it's too esoteric of a topic. You have to go larger. You're talking about something that is so tiny. And, you know, we have 70 trillion plus cells in our body and every organ is made of cells. Every mitochondria has a cell membrane. So it's, it's so esoteric that it often gets overlooked. And I think that the cell membrane is, I'm sure you're familiar with Bruce Lipton. Yeah. Bruce Lipton's work. We have this blueprint, this architectural drawing that is our DNA, but the DNA does not have any action. The action of our cells comes from our cell membrane. And it is this beautiful wall of, of fats and minerals and, and ion channels and peptides that encases our cells and our organelles. So mitochondria have a cell membrane. Every single cell in our body has a cell membrane, this, this wall, if you will, that protects the cell. So you said 70 trillion cells in our exactly. body. Like how can you even, and that that's even an, an estimate. They don't know. Yeah, I guess, you know, it's not like anyone's going to, like, how are you going to know exactly? You're guesstimating that. But, you know, you often wonder, how could we even have an impact on 70 trillion cells? What impacts our cells? Everything. And I I often think, you know, you think for so long we heard low-fat diets and avoid uh, saturated fats. We heard avoid things like eggs. All of that collectively impacts our cells. Our past history impacts our cells. Everything that you are exposed to, all environmental toxins, any type of TBI, virus, um, physical trauma, chemicals, all of these things, temperature, UV exposure, EMF exposure, all of these things affect our cells and affects our cell membrane. So what's the function of the cell membrane? Is it just to kind of keep things in and keep things out? What? Yeah. yeah. It's this, you know, you, you know, we all know leaky gut, you have leaky cells. And the function of the cell membrane is to keep the good and the bad out. So it's really this beautiful dance, if you will, on this, you know, if you're going to look at it as a sphere, it's this beautiful dance that happens. And when we have great cell membrane fluidity and structure, when we have ample levels of phospholipids, it is able to normalize. And all of the the elements on our cell membrane, the ion channels, the peptides, the receptors, the cholesterol, it all stays in this beautiful balance. But when the phospholipid levels are low, or when you're dealing with a toxic exposure or a traumatic brain injury or something, some type of chemical exposure, there's a manipulation that happens to the levels of phospholipids in the bilipid layer. So another important thing to talk about is 
the cell membrane is two, has two layers to it, an outer layer and an inner layer. And there's different phospholipids in each of the layers. The most predominant phospholipid that most people in this world have heard of is phosphatidylcholine. It comprises 50% of the outer membrane. Then you have the ancillary phospholipids, phosphatidylserine, that's a popular one, phosphatidylethanolamine, phosphatidylinositol. You have sphingomyelin, cholesterol. You have many different fats involved, but PC is really one of the most important and integral. Okay. Now, my do I pronounce it wrong? I always used to say phosphatidylserine. Am I just is it is it a Canadian thing? Tomatoes, tomatoes. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, So. Okay, I know we're going to get into this because I had talked about phosphatidylserine like years ago and nobody had ever heard of it, but I had done some research that it's great just for a woman in the second half of her cycle just to kind of take down that stress level. But I mean, we'll get into that. There's a lot of different applications for phosphatidylcholine versus serine, right? Yeah. Well, it's also because it's more of an important phospholipid. Serine is on the inner leaflet, and serine is in much smaller amounts. And I'm sure there is a lot of research as to the benefits of serine on memory, but that is short term. Okay. And so in, in practicing what my grandfather really, how he approached his research and how he approached cellular health is through cellular nutrition. What we are making or not is not just a dietary supplement. It's it's cellular nutrition. It's akin to any other essential fatty acids or foods or things that's nourishing the body. And what we do, especially with our PC complex, I can't speak for other complexes, but particularly for ours, is it's a balance of all of those phospholipids. Just like with B vitamins, if you mm-hmm. just supplement B12, it's going to offset the levels of the other Oh, yeah, girl. And if you just supplement with one little phospholipid on the inner leaflet, it will offset the other levels as well. And so part of of the kind of ethos and this this, um, mentality that we have at BodyBio is let's bring these things into homeostasis as they're naturally meant to be. You're speaking my language because I say nobody talks about that, Jess. About the balance, because the body always wants to find its balance, right? And I I actually learned that back in college when I went back to nutrition college, and nobody talks about it. I'm like, listen, it's very common to be low in B12, very common. We know this. But if you're taking a B12, also take a B-complex, right? Because the body just wants, because what can happen is if you take too much of one, then it can just deplete the others or throw off that balance. So you're saying it's the same thing with phospholipids. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I think we also have to remember our bodies are really unbelievable machines. Yeah. And that biochemistry in the body, you don't want to throw it off too much. Now, we are predisposed to, to, to have to deal with so many stressors, right? And there's a lot of practitioners who look at the amounts of disease and the amount of autoimmune disease and things like that that are occurring. And when you look at it, it's almost as if our bodies are not keeping up with the evolution of the world, right? We've come out with all these chemicals and all these things. 
and our bodies don't know what to do. And so there are certain things because many people will say, well, I can just get phospholipids from food. Well, maybe you could have many years ago, but now because we are under so much assault on a daily basis, our bodies aren't able to keep up. Yeah, a hundred percent. And then there's the fact that I, I always say this, Jess, I always say if you're living without a very important organ, it's always going to kind of throw off that homeostasis. So for me, I don't have a thyroid. And since I had my thyroid removed long time ago, I don't know, 12 or 13 years, I, it, I always feel like I have to play catch up. And for me, this is, you know, this is my life. And people are like, well, oh, Sandy, you know, you, you exercise, you eat well, blah, blah, blah. You eat organic and all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, why do you need to take all that? Well, because I know that I personally have a little bit of a challenge with hormones. Yeah, of course. And I, you know, that's often the argument with a gallbladder as well. Oh, yeah. We know how important bile production, storage, flow is, and yet we just remove gallbladder. Yes. Somebody has gallstones. Yeah. Yeah. And and trust me, I know, because my husband has no gallbladder and my mother. And I'm always like, you guys, you need to take bile salts. You need to, you know what I mean? Like, I'm always, I'm always saying, sometimes you just got to work with what you got. And unfortunately, that might mean supplementation where some, and I'm not going to say unfortunately, because I believe in targeted supplementation. I'm a big believer in it, but doing it properly, right? Yeah, of course. I, you know, I, for me, my weakness and and the reason that I actually got involved in body bio years ago was in my early twenties, I had a bunch of digestive issues. And I kept going to gastroenterologist. I kept going and doing endoscopies and colonoscopies. I ended up with some type of, you know, IBS diagnosis. They put me on Prevacid and, or what was it? Nexium, Prevacid, all these acid reducers. Mm, mm, Turns mm. out I did not have enough stomach acid to digest my food. Well, that's a hereditary thing. My grandfather was exactly the same. So when I met with him and he finally gave me an HCL, and, you know, told me to take this while I'm eating this afterwards, you're going to go on all this stuff. It changed my life. That's amazing. And so from then on, I just thought, this is the way I'm always going to turn. So a couple of years later, when I started my fertility journey and was dealing with polycystic ovaries, it wasn't, oh, here's metformin. You're going to have trouble having babies. It was, let's get to the root cause of why we're having a little bit of an insulin issue anyway. Let's adjust our diet. Let's get on a couple supplements. I have three beautiful, healthy babies and I have no issues with fertility. That's amazing. I think supplements are a wonderful thing. I think that they, they absolutely have a place. I think so does nutrient dense food and it's the combination of the two that is so critical. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I think you have to do both. You have to do both. And given our food sources that, you know, you briefly touched on, like, it's not like I'm, I've got my farm in the back anymore. And, and there's, you know, and then even if you do, there's something called drift where there's chemicals and pesticides and all that stuff coming in. It's just not like it used to be. So, um, let's get into the cells and the membrane and what happens to that membrane as we age. So as we age, a couple of different things happen through, you know, toxic exposure and um, injury or trauma, things like that. 
the, the positioning of the cell membrane changes. We also lose our ability to take phospholipids and get them from our foods. And so it decreases as we age. And so more importantly than ever, especially as we're aging, is phospholipid supplementation, particularly if you are avoiding things uh, that are high in phospholipid content, like eggs or meats, for instance. Um, but irregardless of whether you eat eggs every day, my grandfather ate like 12 eggs a day, they're going to be high in sphingomyelin. And it's that balance in the ratio between sphingomyelin and uh, phosphatidylcholine on the outer leaflet that's very important. Um, when we're born, we have very high levels of phospholipids, lower levels of sphingomyelin, and that swaps as you age. And so you need to keep your phospholipids and these healthy fats high for better brain function, liver function. All of these chemicals and pesticides and things affect our gut and they impact our gut tremendously. 80%, almost 85% of the gastric mucosa is comprised of phosphatidylcholine. So it's everywhere and it plays such an important role in our body. Do we have, is it possible to have a different cellular integrity in the gut than let's say in certain organs? Like, is it, so how does that work? Cause obviously, you know, we, there's always talk about the gut lining and is it like, can it vary throughout the body? Yeah. Yes, it can. And it can vary in terms of like where it's affecting you most. Have oh. you heard of the cell danger response, this kind of innate um, defense mechanism that happens with cells when they're under toxic exposure? Talk to me about it. Yeah, it's interesting. It's Robert Navio's work and it's it's a fascinating um, field, but it's for all these people who are struggling with chronic illness, Lyme, mold toxicity, SIRS, um, for the sickest of the sick, the people who really are dealing with severe mitochondrial dysfunction, phospholipids play such an important role because they're, they're under their, their entire cellular structure is, is under attack essentially. And so in strengthening and making our cells more resilient, our cells are able to communicate better, but they're also able to just function better. Oh, that's interesting. So really supporting through first number one, I'm always going to agree with you on the foods aspect, right? Yeah. So eggs are very high in phospholipids. What other foods? Animal I mean, protein? Some vegetables, you've got, um, you know, some whole grains. We derive our PC complex from soy. Soy has 60% more, sun, more um, phospholipids than sunflower. And so a lot of people will say, oh, I, you know, I don't like taking soy. Uh, we remove in the process, we remove the soy proteins. Oh. Allergenic and estrogenic. Oh, okay, okay. Because this is really interesting. Because my daughter has a peanut allergy. Mm. And, okay, you're going to laugh at this story probably. I was, we, we always used to go to Florida every year when the kids were little. And my husband once fed her, oh my God, what's that? Chick-fil-A peanut oil. Okay. I know, right? Um, this is a long time ago. This is before I went to nutrition college. Mind you, that's not going to stop him anyway. He, he has to do him, right? Of course. Um, but I was out with my girlfriend shopping and, and I get a call. Oh my God, we gave her Chick-fil-A and it says peanut oil on the box. But because they stripped the proteins mm. out of the peanut oil, she had no reaction, right? So 
I guess that's what you're saying in terms of if you take the protein of the soy out of your phospholipid complex, individuals who are sensitive to soy might might be okay with your product, right? Exactly. So that- you obviously want to check with your doctor. It depends on what type of allergy you have, but almost always people are fine. Yes. Okay. So, you know, that's actually a good time to just put this in here to say, and I have a disclaimer on all of my podcasts to say that we're never giving medical advice on my podcast. And everything that we talk about is for educational purposes only for you to just get the information and then go back and see if it's right for you, if it aligns with you, go back to your own practitioner and talk to them about it. Because I just want to make sure that people listening understand that. Absolutely. I agree. Um, Okay. I think we we understand what phospholipids are and the importance of it and some foods that we can eat that help. So we need good, healthy fats. Eggs are good. I always say, you know what? I don't know. Like, what do you think of that whole, (laughs) just as a sidebar, what do you think of that whole debate about cholesterol and eggs? I mean, I just, I... We like to see cholesterol at a high level. Okay, thank you, Jess. I it's that's just part like what your cells need are higher levels of cholesterol, not crazy high, but one forty is too low. Do you know who Dr. William Davis is? He wrote Wheat Belly. He wrote Wheat Belly. You know Wheat yeah. Belly, right? Yeah. Um, okay, that's Dr. William Davis. He's a cardiologist, and I interviewed him a while ago, and he's a doctor everyone. So this is not me saying it, but he's like, listen, just look at your triglycerides. Cause you know, the problem is, is that we don't get, you know, what, you know, how much of your cholesterol is oxidized. And we, we don't get that information as a regular panel. We just kind of get LDL, HDL total, um, and then triglycerides. Always look at your triglycerides. If your triglycerides are high, then that might be, you know, alarm bells, ding, ding, ding. But we like cholesterol. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, cholesterol is incredibly important. It's important for hormone regulation. It's important for aging. It's important for brain health. Yeah, I know. I know that, you know, a lot of times women in perimenopause and menopause, they see a rise in their cholesterol and then immediately their doctors want to put them on a statin. And, you know, this is something I'm just going to say, remember, cholesterol is like at the top of the food chain. It's the top. So if you take that away, you may not be able to make all the other good stuff, right? And I think often, um, I experience this with my mother. Um, When you make dietary changes, it changes those levels drastically. So in her case, it was removing pretty much anything white, removing gluten, Mm. keeping that high fat, the high good fats, but removing some of the more inflammatory things in the diet continuing to take phospholipids, continuing to take essential fatty acids, eat seeds and things that have the good fats in them. It normalizes levels. Yeah. You can really kind of play with all those ratios, right? And I I think that's important to note. So let's get into phosphatidylcholine. You touched on it. I think that seems to be, does it make sense for me to say that's one of the most important phospholipids? Yeah, absolutely. Because it's the majority of the outer membrane. And so if you have that outer membrane compromised, you're going to have this idea of leaky cell 
or a leaky mitochondrial membrane. Everywhere that there is a membrane, even within within the cell, is going to be compromised. Okay. And so I think it's just been overlooked. There's a ton of research on phosphatidylcholine. Oh, yes. Fascinating research. But the I think part of the problem that we experience is that not all phosphatidylcholines are the same. And so many phosphatidylcholine supplements will break down in digestion into choline and triglycerides, whereas a truly liposomal phosphatidylcholine like ours will be absorbed into the bloodstream for cellular delivery. It will make it through the blood-brain barrier. Many of them do not. And so you have studies like the one that the Cleveland Clinic did that says dietary phosphatidylcholine will increase TMAO and leads to heart disease. No, that is because they were using the wrong type of phospholipids. They were looking at something that's called triple lecithin. And triple lecithin is a byproduct of soy production. They use lecithin as an, an emulsifier. Yes. And they mix it with oil. So soybean oil or safflower oil, oxidized oils, along with a product that is not liposomal. It's just lecithin. And for some odd reason, this is allowed to be sold and marketed as PC. It's a shame because it does a detriment to the overall benefit the true liposomal PCs have. And you see that in a lot of food. You do. Yeah. Right? Like a ton of food as an additive. Exactly. And that is not going to supply phospholipids to your cells. That's not the way that it works. It will break down in digestion. It's an emulsifier that you would find in ice cream or chocolate bars, yes. things like that. Yeah. But it is not going to supply phospholipids. Okay. Maybe this is a good time to explain what oxidization means. Because we hear a lot about that even with our omega-3s, right? Yeah. We hear a lot about the polyunsaturated fats are very delicate. Yeah. And they can be oxidized easily, making them rancid. And so what happens with omega-3s, let's remember, if you look at the fatty acid pathway... I have the chart right there if you want to grab, if you want me to grab it. Sure, sure. Yeah. If it's your favorite chart, we need to see it, Jess. I love this chart. (laughs) So I saw this on the wall of one of our biomedical nutritionists and I said, I need to steal that to make our own version. Oh, it's beautiful. From our diet, because we do not make essential fatty acids in our body. We have to get them from foods. So you have the the omega-6 and the omega-3. The omega-6 is from linoleic acid. Then you have the omega-3 from alpha-linolenic acid. And then your lower level, EPA, DHA. Yeah. These two up here are your mother essential fatty acids. Those are what's needed for cell membrane health and cellular fluidity. These are also needed. But as you can see, these are lower down. You'd be missing all of these things if you just take this. Now, what's important here is so many people often think avoid linoleic, avoid vegetable oils. And we agree, avoid vegetable oils. But when you have pure, unadulterated sources of linoleic, they're critically important for the body because it stimulates this entire response that is needed. And it's you cannot take EPA, DHA to offset levels of fried foods that you're eating. It doesn't work that way. So avoid the oxidized sixes. Supplement with beautiful seeds and seed creams. You can soak seeds and blend them to make them into a seed cream. You want to get these, you can get these from, you know, different foods and meats. Um, we make a product called Balance Oil that is a level, it's a four to one ratio of six and three. 
This process is very minimal. So we also do recommend taking either a CO2 extracted fish oil or a phospholipid based fish oil, eating caviar, eating tobiko, uh, eating fresh fish a few times a week is a great way to get your fish oils. And that's critically important for the DHA pool in our brain, especially. But this is still a critically important pathway in the body. And you can't just turn it off and, and avoid it all together. You will actually start to demyelinate if you do. Demyelinate. Explain that. Demyelinate. So it just basically sets off a process in your cells that just, it's what you, you don't want to happen. Okay. Um, demyelinate bad, everyone. <laughs> your body will start attacking itself. People who have multiple sclerosis know a lot about myelination and how important that is. But it's, it's again, one of these things that we need in balance. It's not about avoiding one entirely and taking a ton of fish oil. It's about having a balance to it all. Okay. And so just in the same way that you can get oxidized PUFAs, you can get lipid peroxidation occurring within the actual lipids. So you do want to be careful of the source of your phospholipids that you're taking. Okay. Now I've got like 50 million questions back here in my brain. So omega-3s and omega-6s. So if you, okay, I know there's a difference, but maybe explain because people generally will go, oh, I'm not supposed to have omega-6s, but there's healthy sources of omega-6s as well, right? Like, like evening primrose oil is an omega-6, but you know, it's so interesting the way health advice tends to come in to the general public where it's like, this is bad. This is good. And yeah. right. Like maybe explain. So it's more about the ratios, what you were saying. It is. It's well, it's about the quality, quality and ratios. Yes. Quality number one, because just as we have developed chemicals that affect our body, we've also developed foods and processed foods and chemical, I mean, this completely chemically made food, right? And these things affect our body. And so one of the byproducts of, of, you know, soy, sunflower, safflower, corn production is this corn oil, canola is sunflower oil, safflower oils, a lot of which, most of which are going to be oxidized. They're not carefully treated. They're not cold pressed. They use solvents like hexane to extract these things. And they're going to be completely rancid. That is vastly different than getting good quality essential fatty acids, linoleic acid from walnuts, for instance. Yeah. Totally different thing. And so this myopic view that we've taken on vegetable oils, I think is a, is probably a product of social media and kind of jumping on board with what we think like, oh, this is the train we're going to hop on this is what's causing all the issues. This is what's causing, you know, diabetes and, and all these different diseases. We completely disagree. Um, it depends on the quality. It depends on the source and essential fatty acids are critically important to your cellular health. I think you're going to start to see people start to come around to this. Um, I think that the narrative is going to start changing again, avoid the oxidized. What you see in a supermarket in a clear bottle that's yellow that says it's heart healthy canola oil, that is not healthy. We do not agree you should be cooking with that. The actual unoxidized pure form that's cold pressed, organic, and really carefully treated 
and is non-oxidized is very important for your health. What I need to ask you about is the omega-3s, because you guys, that's been a big topic lately, is omega-3s, and you have a different type of omega-3 in that your process is different. Like, not all omega-3 is created equal on the market. We have a few. Okay. And I'll give you a little uh, tip. We're coming out with a new one as well. Yeah. Um, Omega-3, alpha-linolenic, and EPA, DHA. Alpha-linolenic is your mother, essential fatty acid, the lower level of essential fatty acids, or EPA, DHA, your fish oil, the people, <laughs> or an algae oil that people take, a vegan fish oil. Um, all are critically important. One, the, the synthesis from alpha-linolenic to EPA, DHA is, is typically not enough, which is why we recommend people eat foods or they take a CO2 extracted fish oil that is very carefully treated, not heated, no solvents used. So it's pure, non-oxidized and will work. Many fish oils on the market are heat extracted. They oxidize very easily and they're not what you want to be taking. How do we know though, Jess? How do we know? You should reach out to the company and ask. Okay. There's a lot of reputable companies and there's a lot of not. And yeah. oils are one thing that I just don't think you want to mess with. You don't want to walk into your local drugstore and just buy the first thing you see on the counter. You can't even do that for olive oil these days. No, so no. The olive oils are rancid. So treat these fats, these healthy fats and oils carefully because they're going to really nourish your body and your cells. And that is going to show in your brain health, your liver health, your gut health, and your skin health. Okay. All right. That's good. Because I always say, you know, the first step is don't go, sorry, Costco, but don't go to Costco and buy your, you know, your whatever Kirkland brand omegas. And, you know, you got to know the company. I always say third-party tested, potency guaranteed, therapeutic grade supplementation is kind of the way to go. And if you're not sure, speak with somebody like, okay, I am an RHN, a registered holistic nutritionist. I only work and recommend therapeutic brands. I don't recommend stuff that you find on the drugstore brand uh, on the drugstore shelf. So um, that's important to note. Now, you, one thing I wanted to get into was the research. I, I forgot to mention. Okay. So have you heard of SPMs, specialized programs? Yes, I have. So we are coming out with a whole food source SPM that is derived from caviar. So it's going to supply <gasps> your EPA, DHA, as well as SPMs. Oh, see, like to me, that makes sense. That's a whole, I always think of, you know, okay, it's not the actual food, but I think of it more as a whole food supplement right? When you're able to safely extract what you need from a food that you can't eat that often. Yeah. That's amazing, Jess. Oh, excited. It's going to be great because the only sources of naturally occurring SPMs are caviar and breast milk. And coming out with a breast milk supplement does not sound like something that would uh, fly well. But coming out with a caviar-derived SPM, I'm very excited about it because it's going to be incredibly anti-inflammatory, but it will also support, it's a phospholipid-based EPA DHA. So it's not a triglyceride form, and it'll be a really bioavailable form that's going to work really well for absorption. 
So SPM, do you want to just briefly explain what that means? Uh, specialized pro resolving mediators are a component in fish oil. It's a, it's, it depends on if it's synthetically made or if it's naturally occurring. Um, that is highly anti-inflammatory in the body. Yes. And they, and they, they, you know how they always say omegas are really anti-inflammatory. Well, this is like, I don't know what the ratio, it would be like way more potent to help. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, I have to ask you this. You mentioned triglycerides. And so because of the delivery of your formulation, which is liposomal, it will not raise triglycerides in the blood. Sorry? It will help to normalize. It actually helps to normalize. However, if you take other phospholipids that are not liposomal delivery, it could potentially raise triglycerides? It will. It will. That's important to know. Then you get into the whole conversation of what is a liposome. And a liposome is made of a phospholipid. Whether or not a company can show that their product is liposomal or not is very, very um, complex and is very vague, I would say. And so there's a lot of companies claiming to have liposomal vitamin C or glutathione. And they're just mixing their product with lecithin. And that will not make a liposome. So then how how complex is it to make it truly liposomal? It, it's quite complex. There are a couple companies doing it well. There are a couple raw material suppliers that are doing it well. I would So I was just at Supply Side West last week in Vegas, which is a wonderful trade show for raw materials and formulators and and large contract manufacturers that do encapsulation, you know, really cool encapsulation technologies and things like that. It's probably the largest show, trade show for supplement manufacturers. Obviously, we manufacture most of our supplements, so we're there. And I'd say I saw five, five out of thousands that that are making liposomes properly. So they're showing the liposome. They're showing the nutrient encapsulated in the liposome. They're able to do uh, mass spec photography of it to really show that. They're also doing blood plasma levels in trials to show that the product increases the blood plasma level of, say, vitamin C or glutathione or iron. Wow, that's awesome. So <laughs> it's important to to know who, and you guys do it. You guys have been able to show that, what you're saying. We do. Yeah. yeah. And we're, we're now starting to get into clinical trials with our, our phospholipids as well, which is exciting. That is exciting. Okay. Speaking of studies and clinical trials, I've been reading some research I found fascinating relating to phosphatidylcholine supplementation and dementia. Did you read that study? There's probably more than one. I'm sure you did. There's many, and, and this is why my grandparents started BodyBio. A lot of this research was being done many years ago. BodyBio has been around since 1998, and they saw what, yeah, you know, as we know, it takes a very long time from when the research is done to when it's applied in clinical practice. And what they saw, especially for neurodegeneration, was a need for phospholipids, essential fatty acids, short-chain fatty acids, 
uh, chemical chaperones like butyrate and tudka and ways to um, detox the body on this at the cellular level, essentially. It gets super complicated, but I guess, you know, we're, we were talking about cells. So I have a very different way of looking at things. And I look at things both from how, what the science says, but then I look at how do I visualize this? Like I visualize phospholipids as very important so that you don't have like leaky cells. So there's all, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing like all these assaults throughout life, you know, like now I'm going to be 54. I feel like I'm healthier now than I was in my forties, but I'm like, if I kept going the way I was going in my early forties, you know, where would I be now if I didn't kind of stop the process and really address things, right? So cells are very important. That's like everything in our body. Well, cells are where disease occurs. So you would keep running that rat race and behind the scenes, something critical and some type of critical disease is developing. You know, these, these things don't develop overnight. These people say, oh, she was perfectly healthy. And then she got breast cancer Mm -hmm. that was developing for 10 to 15 years. And so are neurodegenerative diseases. This is not just overnight and they occur at the cellular level. So if we have this foundation of keeping ourselves more resilient and strong and stable, it's only going to help us to be healthier overall. Overall. Yes. And, you know, a lot of the things that, you know, we're talking about here is really about trying to be proactive because it's so much easier to be preventative. And so, you know, I always say, a really good thing to know is to know your genetics. I've done my genetics both up, down and backwards and analyze this way and that way. And I know where some of my potential, and I always say potential because I'm, you know, epigenetics, right? It's all about turning it on and turning it off and making sure that things don't um, express at midlife, which is often what happens. And phospholipids is a way that you could kind of be proactive, right? It is. It's also a way that you can treat. So it's, it's both proactive and it's reactive in a way because the way toxins and things affect our epigenetics is because it changes the way our DNA is transcribed. It changes it, you know, it changes the structure of our cells. And we have these aggregated and misfolded proteins that are occurring. Mm. And what my grandparents really researched is how do you use cellular nutrition to detoxify those toxins and replenish the cells? And so you use things like chemical chaperones that I mentioned, like butyrate and tudka that go in and break down these abnormal proteins and lipids. And then you use essential fatty acids and PC to really help to fortify, strengthen and wash these things out of the body. And this is part of a cellular detoxification that functional medicine doctors all over the world use our products for. For many years, it was used in an IV form. And now many of them use either IV or oral or both. Can you explain why Tudka might be better than something like milk thistle? 
It's just completely different thing. Okay, but there's they're both support to support the liver, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's one element of tatka. Okay, yeah. Explain it because people but know it has that cellular element that is uh, unlike others. Okay. Uh, it, so it's it's a bile salt, but it it has properties that make it a chemical chaperone and it's extremely powerful at cellular detoxification. So breaking down the toxins that are affecting our nuclear and mitochondrial DNA and causing epigenetic issues. So we all have that Achilles heel. It's what's turning on that Achilles heel. So for me, it's my thyroid. I've always gone towards a place of, you know, a weak thyroid towards Hashimoto's. I've been able to avoid getting a diagnosis of Hashimoto's, but Let's say I didn't, let's say I didn't take all these things and I may end up with Hashi or I may end up with something else involving my thyroid. And so you have that genetic predisposition towards something, but it's our environment that actually triggers it and turns it on. And we can use things to help prevent that. So it's much more because Tutka is often, you know, it's just referred to as a support for your liver, right? So it does way more. Way more. I love Tadka. I mean, look up Tadka neurodegeneration. It's fascinating what's going on with Tadka. Okay. All of these and then butyrate. I know butyrate is really great for those with gut issues, right? Um, Can you explain a little bit the function of butyrate in the body? Sure. Butyrate is a byproduct of a healthy microbiome a balanced microbiome, if you will. It is a molecule that is produced in the gut, in the in the colon, actually, when you have the right bacteria and it's fed the right foods. That food is resistant starch. We are eating less resistant starch than we ever have. And then you have to have the right bacteria. So that's assuming you're not constantly on a course of antibiotics. Mm. And so combine these two things together and they make ample levels of butyrate. We are seeing systemically low levels of butyrate. And butyrate is a really important molecule for immune system regulation. It's an incredibly important molecule for inflammatory markers. It helps keep inflammation down. It seals tight junctions in the leaky gut. Yes. It also plays a role on the cellular level by acting as a chemical chaperone and an HDAC inhibitor. So it helps keep your DNA transcribed in the way that it should be. So it's a fascinating molecule. And I think that we are just systemically low in it. Because of our food, because of the source of our foods, the lack of nutrient density in our foods, as well as because of things like glyphosate. Okay, there's there's a couple of different types. There's sodium butyrate, and then there's, uh, God, I didn't brush up on it. There's two types, right? Yeah, sodium was what's produced naturally in the body. We make cow mag for those who are concerned with sodium hypertension. But as you and I both know, increased levels of sodium have now been linked to longer lifespan. Yep. So we're not as concerned with that as we used to be. This is not table salt, iodized table salt. Um, and so we make two different types of butyrate salts. And then you also have tributarin, which is a different form of butyrate that is made on a glycerol backbone. And it removes the smell. Butyrate salts oh, yeah. have the smell. Smells kind of like a rancid cheese. Yes. You get used to it. I just put the cap. I'll show you what I do. I don't mind it. I, I take so much stuff that I'm like, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Just put it in here and take it from here. So I never touch the capsules. <laughs> yeah, because your fingers will get stinky afterwards. I know. Wash your hands, whatever. <laughs> so I love butyrate. It's it's fascinating. They're doing a lot of studies on uh, butyrate's role in um, cancer. They're doing a lot of studies on butyrate's role overall with decreasing inflammation markers. 
Um, there was a great study that was done on eating a green banana a day for three years. And people had a, I think it was like a 30% total body reduction in cancer. Well, why? Green bananas are a resistant starch and they're producing higher levels of butyrate in the gut. So if you don't want to deal with the smell of butyrate, eat a green banana. Yeah. Or, or make my mom's recipe of, of potato salad. It's just like the most basic. I, I, potatoes. Yeah. Like how, and I, every once in a blue moon, I make it. It's so simple. It's just literally oil, vinegar, salt, pepper, and red onion. That's it. So now you can use balance oil, which has the same flavor as like a vegetable oil. It's a little bit of a stronger flavor because it's not oxidized and we don't remove everything from it. Right. Old pressed sunflower and um, flaxseed oil. So you have a little bit of that taste from flax, but I use it in my potato salad to make a homemade mayo. And so I'll take egg yolks, balance oil, a little bit of vinegar, a little bit of like mustard powder, salt, pepper, milk frother, makes it into a great homemade mayo. And then you throw that into a potato salad and you have this bioactive, lipid, beautiful fats around these great resistant starches, super nutrient dense meal. Partner that with steak and you're in an ideal scenario. Oh, beautiful. I actually make my own homemade mayo too. Ever nice. since ever since I saw the uh, Chosen Foods one go up to $18 in Canada, I'm like, are you kidding me? So what oils are you using in that? I, when, I have olive oil and I have avocado oil. I tend to only use two oils. So for- now add in balance oil to that? Yeah. Because remember, olive oil is omega-9. You're not getting from that. You're not getting either of these. Right, right. So you need these. So mix the oils is what you're saying. I love mixing oils. Yeah. The dressing I make, I take half balance oil, half of a really great quality olive oil that's going to help, you know, with those extra polyphenols and really strong flavor and one that's in a dark container. Yep. So you never want a clear bottle. And I'll do half and half. Mm, that's I a don't great do much idea. avocado oil. I just think it's highly processed. I'm not a big fan. Really? Because I, 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 I food sometimes, like if I'm frying a steak or something, but I don't, I like to use beef tallow for that. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, there's beef tallow, then there's, oh, just pure lard. You know, my mom, she uses just pure lard sometimes from a, from a farm like a close by farm that kind of does things in the right way. So yeah. Okay. That's great. That's great. I want to get back into a little bit of the research before. Oh, the other thing, what do you think of pulsing some of these things in and out? Like if you're doing this for prevention and for really just to strengthen the cells, right? Yeah. What do you think? Like, because a lot of people are going to ask, well, you know, I don't, I don't think I have any issues, but I wouldn't mind being preventative in my, um, in my health. So would somebody go on phospholipids for three months of the year? Or like, what would you think? Uh, To me, it's an everyday. Yeah not a pulse it's nutrition you are you are providing your body with building blocks that your body needs for every part of your body 
it is not, um, it's not like a, a individual B or a vitamin C it's, it's, this is nutrition, not supplementation, um, for, for PC and balance oil. These are very nutrient dense foods that you're, you're feeding your cells in lipid replacement therapy, which is the, the way that functional doctors use it to address complex disorders. Typically they're using high, high doses for six months and then tapering down to a maintenance dose. High dose can be up to three tablespoons, which is about 36 pills a day. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so you're taking extremely high doses for people who have had severe illness and are recovering, they may be on that high of a dose, you know, children potentially with some type of epigenetic issue that let's say is causing them to have seizures, like 70 seizures a day, or they're living in a moldy house and it's causing just a complete brain on fire scenario, Mm -hmm. children with autism. Okay. Um, May be on high dose daily. And then, and then what about, um, I just uh, was curious about the Tudka and the butyrate. Is that something that you would pulse in if you don't really have issues? Yeah. You can. can. So you can pulse Tudka in and out. Same thing with butyrate. Now, does butyrate, does it give some people gas? Uh, It can at first when it's normalizing methane levels in the gut. Okay. And then it will normalize after about a week. Okay. All right. That's good to know. Now back to the studies. So we talked about phospholipids and dementia. I've read that study or there's a few, as you said, what other studies are linked to healthy phospholipid level, like in the body, healthy phospholipids? They're looking at in terms of applications for strokes. Um, They're looking at it right now in terms of applications for uh, TBI and CTE. So traumatic brain injuries, autism, um concussion therapy yeah concussion lipid replacement therapy is used in a multitude of different ways it's not um you you can check you know you can search butyrate and see so many different studies with specific applications pc is much more broad okay all right and i think that's like the majority of the questions i had did I miss anything? We covered so much and we're almost at an hour. Yeah. I think we touched on, um, one thing we didn't touch on, but didn't talk about a lot is <laughs> people who are experiencing brain fog. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cold here. But brain fog is a big one. And you're having a lot of people come off of, um, long COVID or COVID with brain fog and phospholipids are critically important for this. And so we're seeing a lot and I I'd love to do, um, a study or some clinical work to to really prove how this works to help with brain fog. And so there's, an as well. I have a lot of menopausal women who listen to my podcast. So that would probably be very useful in a menopausal woman who is dealing with brain fog. I just saw a review actually, in which a woman said, this is the only thing that has helped my menopause brain fog. Wow. I mean, you know, I'm always going to say, there's other things too to like always look at the root because maybe it's just, you know, a little bit of bioidentical hormones could help with that, right? Thyroid. It could be thyroid. Listen, I've been there too. So um, I'm excited to really, really learn more about 
phospholipids because like I said, the only thing I ever knew was the phosphatidylserine and that was years ago and I just heard it's great to take in the second half of your cycle for stress. Yeah. We didn't even touch on stress and how stress affects your cellular membrane. Of course, it all does. Yeah. It impacts on the central nervous system and, and the the spiking of, of all the different um, hormones, cortisol and your adrenals, all that is going to affect your cells. So keeping your cells more resilient, that's why I say it's an everyday supplement. It's not a pulsing. This is nutrients to keep your, your cells stronger. You really, really outlined a lot. Also, anyone listening, just be careful of what you're taking because you want to make sure that you're taking the right nutrient to do the right thing in the body, right? Very true. All right. Well, Jess, tell us where we can find Body Bio and let us know how we can follow and all of those things. You can follow us anywhere on social media at Body Bio, our website, bodybio.com. We sell on Amazon as well as Amazon Canada and through um, functional integrative practitioner offices as well. That's great. Thank you so, so much, Jess. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to help spread the word about about the importance of phospholipids, kind of this unsung hero of the health world. Yes, and I'm happy to help do that. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to share it with someone you know might benefit. And always remember, when you rate, review, subscribe, You help to support my content and help me to keep going and bringing these conversations to you each and every week. Join me next week for a new topic, new guest, new exciting conversations to help you live your best life.